0: And welcome to the Go Social podcast with Josh Hightower. Go Social is a relaxed and unedited conversation with marketing expert Josh Hightower. Josh is an author and the owner of multiple businesses, including Go Social Experts. Josh can help you create a thriving business using the wisdom, strategies, and experience he's gained through the years. Prepare yourself to enjoy the next few minutes as we chat with online marketing expert and business growth strategist Josh Hightower. Josh, how's your day going, sir?
1: Yeah, fantastic. How about you?
0: Fan- well, I was going to say fantastic. Unbelievable.
1: I'll change unbelievable. the unbelievable.
0: Yes, That's really good. So we're in a we're in the middle of a uh, six part series. This is episode number three, and you went to a couple conferences. Conferences downloaded some great information. Now you're sharing them at our level, which I appreciate. We did um, three things you must do to grow your business in 2023 and beyond. Last episode was three trends to watch for, and then this episode is really the three solutions. I related back to those trends, I guess, right? Three solutions for business growth. So let's talk about solutions today
1: didn't want to leave you hanging with just here's all these problems you got to solve for good sure. luck you know and that's uh, that's <laughs> kind of not cool but even on the last one we talked about some solutions kind of a teaser to here's what's coming and uh, a big one was that deadlines and incentives were uh that's an easy way to shorten the sales cycle but just as a quick recap you know the the trends that, that we're seeing and i heard about it at traffic and conversion san diego from ryan dice was uh, you know the subsidized acquisition customer acquisition costs are really going away by big tech um meaning they're not going to help us pay for getting leads anymore. Um, number two, we need to really maintain and build that relationship with leads and customers. Number three, the sales cycles are getting longer. So mm-hmm. what do we do about it? Uh, one thing that, that Ryan and I'd seen this begin to get implemented by some smart marketers who I try to follow and see and uh, funnel hack for lack of a better description is and, and model um, I'd seen this already and it ties in with our qualified and unqualified leads. And the way Ryan described it, which he always comes up with clever names, but it's the, he called it the ready now funnel. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then maybe in the show notes, I'll add a picture of what that looks like because I've got, I mapped it out for me and my clients to make it all sense. So um, there's the ready now funnel is really segmenting your leads into two categories by asking two questions are they a qualified lead and are they ready to buy now and typically what we do as marketers and it's it's wrong but it's more important now is we show you come in as a lead and i'm going to show everybody the same offer All right that's easy you know and it's it's not a mistake it's better than nothing but i'm showing you i'm showing everybody the the, the same offer Alternatively, what you have to do is ask a qualifying question in that follow-up somewhere in that sales. And I won't even say, I'll say funnel, but ideally on a web page, you have your opt-in form and you have some kind of qualifying question that you can ask to see how qualified are they and how ready are they to buy now. Depending on that answer, I will then take them two different paths. If you remember the old uh, choose your own adventure books back yeah. you know, in the 80s. Yeah, yeah. So if you want Sally to go chase in the woods, go to page 300. If you want her to run into the barn, go to page 400. Yeah. You know, we're kind of aging ourselves by describing that. but <laughs> They were they were revolutionary at the time. But you choose yeah. your own adventure. We're allowing our prospects to do the same thing. We're ha- having them self-identify, am I qualified and am I ready to buy now? And um, by asking a question. Now, that question is going to be different for everybody. Right. And that's uh, where we kind of have to have a conversation, but start somewhere.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's good. And and that's that um, takes some thinking on the business owner's part, <laughs> and it takes some guts. Mm-hmm. But I think it's really good because it, it it puts it puts your prospect in one of two camps, really. To go well, if this and this, are you ready to buy today? Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. If that okay, great. Let's have a conversation. But no, yeah. I'm just researching. Great. I'm glad you're here. Mm-hmm. Go down this path. And let me educate you until you're ready to come back into the other path. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. So what, that's exactly right. So what, what we do is if they're qualified and they're ready to buy now, ideally we take them right into booking an appointment. So if you think back to our previous episodes, mm-hmm. we really want to um, accelerate the sales cycle as much as possible. So if they're qualified and ready to buy now, let's go right to booking an appointment All Right. and But if they're not qualified, we show them our lower ticket offer. They book an appointment. They should see the higher ticket offer. If they're not qualified, we show them the lower ticket offer. And according to Ryan, which I I tend to believe those lower ticket offers that we're showing to the unqualified audience or not so Mm -hmm. qualified is still generating a 50 to 75% return on ad spend for anybody that sees the lower ticket offer. But now we're able to show our higher ticket offer to the qualified ready, yeah. our lower ticket offer to the unqualified or not ready. And we're still monetizing both.
0: Right. Where we,
1: make, where we make a mistake is we take somebody that's qualified and ready and we show them our lower ticket offer. Yeah. I just love money on the table. Yep. By not segmenting them. Yeah, that's good. You create the problem. It was, it was, I, I heard this and I'm just, you know, I'm just like scratching my head going, duh. Duh. Yeah. So I everybody
0: mean, needs to go back and re-listen to what Josh just said. Wow. No, that's, mm-hmm. that's yep. powerful. There's money there.
1: Money there for sure. And, uh, so yeah, it's, it's a big, it's a, it's a, it's a small shift, yeah. but it's, it's a little hinge that swings a big door. That's right. And, uh, so ties in with the second and third step that I'm bringing up here. So, um, so we've identified somebody that's qualified and ready. We want them to ideally have a conversation with somebody. And that was the the next big step was to sell in private. So, which is let's book a call. Let's get on, as you mentioned, like a 15 minute discovery call, qualification right. call, however you want to call it, but I'm going to take you off of social media. I'm going to take you off of, and we're going to have a zoom. We're going to have a phone call. We're going to have person to person, belly to belly, whatever your sales mechanism is. We're going to do that in a private setting. I'm going to then show you my higher ticket offer because you've identified as qualified and you're ready. Why would I show you anything else? If I can help you the most by showing you my higher ticket offer, why would I not start there?
0: That's right. That's right. No, that's brilliant. Don't work up to it, work down from it.
1: mm -hmm. Yep. So, um, and if they don't, if they don't buy the higher ticket, then you put them right into that sales follow-up system, which you should have already built, you know? And, uh, but if you get on the phone with them and, and you determine like, for whatever reason, they were miss segmented they weren't qualified, they're not ready to buy now, guess what? You can always downsell them in back right. into the lower ticket offer to offset the ad spend, which yeah. we talked about months ago in a previous episode, trying to, you have to monetize every lead that comes in because you get your money back from the ad spend that you spent giving Facebook or, or, or social media. And then you can reinvest that back into your additional ad spend to get more leads.
0: That's right yeah it's it's thinking through your whole system and cycle it's not i spend this to get a lead well yeah but it's the conversion that's i guess why that track is called traffic and conversion right (laughs) it's about building the relationship understanding people and how do we monetize the leads we're getting because there might be ways to do it through the whole whether they're going to buy our big ticket or or not you should have a medium ticket and a small ticket but you don't always show your cards to everybody is what you're trying to say i
1: think exactly right yep that's exactly right you're you're selecting about, you know, your, your, choose your own adventure.
0: And, and, and one of the reasons is confusion. If, if, when you confuse, you lose. And if if you've got a prospect on the phone, you say, well, I've got this program, but I've also got this other program. I've got this one and, and here's what they do. And they, they get beer in the headlights and they're like, I don't know what to do. Versus if I have one offer this Josh, I've heard where you are. I heard what you want to do. This is the program for you. Here's what you're going to get. Are you ready to get started?
1: Instead of which of these 65 offers do you want? Yeah. You know, now they're I know.
0: looking to you as a business owner to lead them and guide them. They really are. Do it gently, do it rightly, but they stop. And I had to tell myself that, Michael, shut up. One thing I should know enough about you by the time I'm done with that 15 minute call, Josh, to you know here's the program that's best for you. Here's what you need to do.
1: It becomes a prescription. You know, we're prescribing the solution because we know our, we know what's right for them based on, we should know based on the conversations we're having and the questions we're asking, here's, here's the right answer. Here's, here's where I want to start you, but don't, don't downsell them. Even if they just give a little price objection initially you know, you know, what's best for them. And if they, unless they have a, an objection that you can't overcome, then at that point you downsell them. That's fine. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Cause you still want to help them out and monetize them, but don't sell yourself short by showing those lower ticket offers to ready and qualified where you could have, you know, yeah. gotten more. Um, so one pro tip that I heard, and this is a metric that, uh, that, I've started, you know, collecting and, and uh, one key performance indicator, KPI, one number that we should all be tracking is, you know, a lot of times we talk about cost per acquisition, cost, you know, cost per lead, all that stuff. A new metric is cost per conversation. Mm-hmm. So you want to begin to track how many meaningful, real conversations are we having every day? How much are we spending to get those conversations to happen? Yep. So that's a big metric that you know, if we have a sales team or anybody that has uh, anybody that has a sales team, you have to begin to track. It's not just about how many leads do I have? It's how many meaningful conversations do I have as a re- results to or relates to how much mad spend I have.
0: That's right. And then take it to the next level is tracking. Okay. I had six conversations this week, whatever. How many of those closed? How many didn't? Why? And did they go to a second call? Because that's sales cycle, Right or did they bail and and just when you track that over time you start looking back and go maybe i don't have a marketing problem maybe i have a sales problem but you don't know unless you track it so that yeah just a simple excel spreadsheet to track that you know to begin with and it's really easy to go whoo and the other aspect of that that we track is Lead source. Where did this lead come from? Because as we go back and say, okay, going forward, where's our, where do we need to increase our ad spend or decrease our ad spend or our marketing dollars? We go back and say, where are most of our clients coming from? Oh well, well let's put some more money there. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it's all of that's because of a simple spreadsheet we keep track of, and it's really simple. I mean, it's not rocket science.
1: Yeah, yeah. And most people will complicate it, you know, a spreadsheet or pen and paper, if anything. But also gives you that length of the sell cycle. So maybe yes. it's taking you sixty days. Well, if you go back and you look at what point am I introducing a deadline or incentive to get somebody to buy now, if I can shorten that sales cycle, now all of a sudden I'm able to monetize that quicker and reinvest it in the business. Yep.
0: And you can make up deadlines and incentives all day long, right? Just like Prime Day and just like everything else. It's, you know, hey, this this is going to stop on Valentine's Day. This is going to stop on my child's second birthday. Whatever. It doesn't matter. It's made up. It's made up. It causes your people to go, really? Okay, I better, I better decide, yes.
1: Yeah, I, I typically would say uh, by next Friday. I don't know which Friday that is. It says evergreen, but it's always Friday. And uh, yeah. so now I can make it in my, it, it makes it evergreen in the emails that I write. So now it's by next Friday or the end of the month or ne- by the end of next week, yeah. it's evergreen. I didn't say it's end of the next week, like October, whatever, you know? Right. Um, so that's great. Yeah. Um, cool. So cool. The third, the third solution yep. and it ties in with kind of an overarching theme we've been talking about is making email social again. Mm. So we typically will make one email and with a broadcast email, we send it out and we either hope nobody responds or we don't write it in a way where we're asking for feedback. Right. We should be think of it that we're just sending out receipts. It's just transactional, not relationship building. Mm, so good. Um, we want to ask questions in email. Ask your audience engaging questions and ask them to respond. Create that dialogue with them. So this this series that I'm sending out that I've been creating, sending via email as well, I'm getting a ton of feedback. People that were at the event or people that miss the event and they're asking questions, clarifying questions. It's been great to have that dialogue with people back and forth. Like you know it gives me insight to their lens of how they're looking at the yeah. content. Um, but it's also a lot more fun too, instead of me just writing an email in a, in a vacuum. And vacuum like, I don't know if anybody's reading it or not, but now I'm having the dialogue. So, yeah. um, but uh, engaging those conversations, I'm asking, you know, the next step is you're asking, how can I help them? You know, what questions, where are they stuck? And uh, one of my favorite questions and I've heard is like, you know, um, how can, how can I help you move faster? Mm. And I didn't say your stuff's broken. I didn't say you need my help. I'm just asking. And that little change of words, you know, make it matters a lot.
0: That refrains everybody because that's what we want to do: is get get faster and stronger and better, and mm-hmm. make more sales and shorten that sales cycle. That, as you said, and you've learned, is, is actually lengthening for many of us. And we've got We've got to find ways to build that. You know, shorten that. And and a lot of it comes through relationships, just like you said when you build relationships with people, when you show up authentically, when you show up in a variety of ways, email is a great way to do it. Uh-huh. People get used to you. And when you understand that, when you understand what these trends are, the solutions that that are out there and then how do you implement them? Again, you're not talking about really complex things, but it's it's doing it. And I think a lot of business owners are so inundated with so many things of running their business, doing their thing. They don't have time to think and about these and actually implement them. And that's where you and your team come in. So, um, I mean, this is episode, this is part three of a six part episode we're doing with Josh. And uh, just don't wait till the end to reach out to him, reach out to him now, go back and listen to what he did in this episode. There was some gold in this episode, but go back and start at the beginning of uh, a couple episodes ago. It's part one of six. And just learn about the, the things you've got to know now to grow your business in the future, the trends that we're seeing, the solutions that are out there. And reach out to Josh and have conversations about how he can help you grow your business in the turbulent times that we're in now, because it's cyclical; it's going to happen. And Josh can help you have a more profitable business that grows consistently over time, uh, just because he's got a lot of a lot of assets and, and resources. So reach out to Josh. Go socialexperts.com, and Josh, I look forward to uh, part four of our six-part series here coming up pretty soon.
1: Cool. Thanks, Michael.
0: Social media marketing should be part of your overall business growth plan. Josh Hightower can help you leverage the power of online marketing without wasting your time or money on hit or miss tactics. Learn more about how Josh and his team can help you by reaching out to them at gosocialexperts.com. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast so each new episode will be sent to you automatically when it's released. Thanks for listening to the Go Social Podcast with Josh Hightower.